Hey, what's up? Welcome, welcome, welcome to another Table Talk Tuesday, where we come to the table and talk about the topics that's important to you, that's also important to me. Hey, what's up? It's your girl, Deb, and I'm back for another Table Talk Tuesday. I'm excited because it's almost summertime, yes. And so today's topic, we're going to continue with part two of when do you know it's God or um, when is it God? right it when is it God it's part two today but before we get to the topic and the discussion we're gonna do um a few announcements all right so I have a new inspiration clothing line designed by Deb Apparel follow my designs my tees tank tops hoodies uh jackets leggings and more on Instagram at designed by Deb Apparel I also want to give a huge shout out to my family, friends, and supporters for being, for buying my t-shirts, sharing pictures. Thank you so much. Thank you to all that tune in on Tuesdays to hear Table Talk Tuesday, the the show. Thank you for the sponsors and all my female entrepreneurs who contribute to this podcast. Secondly, if you would like to be on the show, please submit an inquiry to dasedu podcast at gmail.com. If you would like to be a monthly subscriber, download the Anchor app and look for Powerhouse Women DEV. That's Powerhouse Women DEV and subscribe for a monthly donation of $4.99. You can cancel at any time. And thirdly, the podcast show may be moving to YouTube, you guys. Maybe you're moving to YouTube channel soon, so I will keep you posted on that. And when we return, we will talk about the topic, When Is It God? Part 2. And we are back. So the topic today is When is it God part two? So I want to do a little recap on part one. And the recap is from part one is we discuss that Jesus told the disciples that a stranger's voice, they will not follow like a sheep who follows the voice of a shepherd in John 10, five. Now I gave examples of how the Holy Spirit, which is the father's creator God's spirit that will lead us into all truth. I gave examples of how he moves and operates in our lives. So you got to go to part one to hear the full uh, example that I gave, but he gives us the understanding. And there are um, only a few places in the Bible where God is not mentioned but he is there. And so one of those, um, he's there leading and guiding um, the situation. And one place in particular is the book of Esther. So if you have never read the book of Esther, I really encourage you to read the book of Esther. Um, I don't want to give it away, but I do want to say that God is in the midst of the situation and without ever being mentioned. And I mentioned Esther because I want you to know that sometimes 
your situation or what you're going through may not feel like God is there and he is in the midst, but he is. And you need examples in your life to find out how did God move? How did he, um, what did uh, the person do in this situation when they didn't feel God or they didn't hear God's voice? You know, how did, how was God still able to get them through? Or how was this person still able to trust in God? And that's why I brought up the book of Esther. Because I want you to go there, read it, and be inspired by her story. And how the Lord moved in her situation. Even when you don't see his name or him speaking through a prophet or prophetess in that time. Alright? <clears throat> then I say that... um. Psalms 139 speaks about God and knowing everything about us. God knows everything about us from the time we are born to the time we pass on from this life. It's one of my favorite scriptures. It really is one of my favorite scriptures. I remember uh, uh, doing a monologue in acting class in undergrad and my final monologue was basically on Psalms 139. So I had to memorize the whole Psalms. So that's how inspiring it is to me. So there's a scripture that says, the very hairs, this is not in Psalms 139, but Psalms 139 is one of my favorite ones. But I also want to bring your attention to uh, the scripture that says that the very hairs of our head are all numbered. And that is in Matthew 10:30 meaning that God knows us. He knows us um way more than we know him. And we have to know how he moves and how he operates. That's how we will know when it is God that's moving in our lives. All right? So so as I said in part 1 that you cannot know when it is God until you first know him. And it's very important. How we move, how he moves and operates in our lives is based on your personal relationship with him. So how he moves and operates within your life is based on your personal relationship with him. All right, you see, Jesus knew how the Lord moved in his life on several occasions when the Pharisees wanted to arrest him and do him harm. He said, it's not the time. Because it was not the time for him to go through that. So Jesus knew right away that he would know when it was the time for him to bear the burdens and the sins of the world. So they wanted to get at him right away. They wanted to uh, overthrow him or, you know, denounce the God in him. Because uh, Jesus would speak to them and say, you know, um, I and my father are one. And they didn't like that because they knew the laws. They knew the laws of Moses. And they knew that, wait a minute, this don't sound like what Moses had, what was talking about or Abraham. But Jesus and very, Jesus let them know that though he, them that speak of what they speak of, they're speaking of me. But they didn't want to receive it. All right. So he knew 
um, how God moved. That's my whole point is that knowing how God moves, knowing how the Lord moves and operates. Once you know how he moves and operates in your life, then it's not going to be hard for you to realize and focus in on when is it God. And guess what? You can know how to how he moves and operate in your life. It's not a hard thing if you put your hands and put your trust and your faith in him. So I have spent my young teen years and most of my adult life learning about God, how he moves and how he, how he operates in my own life. And I can say this, I know when it's him, but I do not know always how he will do it and how he will get me out of my situations or bless me. I don't know everything, but as long as I've been with the father and dedicated my life to him, I know how he operates in my life. So it's all about faith. And it's, this is where faith comes in at. This is where you have to trust and believe the word of God. And how can you trust and believe the word of God? By living it out and by believing that the word of God is alive and it's real. So I'm talking about, you know, trusting and truly relying on him to change your situation and bring you through it because he's brought me through so many different situations you guys and you can go back to season one of the podcast and learn about some of the some of my darkest times God got me through and some of the blessed times he really got me through and he he just there he is there so sometimes faith can be used so much that um some will think it's a cliche, right? When you say, oh, you need to have faith. You need to just trust God. And they'll, they'll keep saying it. And, and you're like, oh, well, I do that already. And still nothing has changed. But it's just that simple that you just have to believe. Because things, the way God moves and operates, he operates through seasons. And you will find that if you continue in his word and you continue to pray, he will show you that he moves and operates in seasons. Well, I know he moves and operates in seasons in my life. So I was speaking to one of my sisters in the Lord the other day, my good friend Daphne, and she was a um, guest on the show. She is a friend to the show, and she was a guest on the show, and um, she walks in her gifts, and we was just uh, discussing how when God do something, it's easy, you know? So when God do it, it's not a push or strain. And so Now, sometimes you have to fight to hear God because we have an adversary that don't want you to hear God. He don't want you to do what God say do. But when God blesses you, when he wants you to do something for him, he makes the pathway straight. That's what me and Daph was talking about is that everything just flows. It's not a, a tough battle or not a tough fight with God. Now with the adversary it is different. All right. Because he wants to, he want to clip you up. We used to say that um, back in the day, clip you up. That means to uh, put his feet out. Uh, you know, you walk in and somebody just put their feet out so you can fall. You can um, get clipped up. So we used to say that back in the day. But yeah, he wants to stop the path of God. So he will put situations and people of bad influence in your life. But when God do it, as me and dad was talking when God do it, it just flows and it's so beautiful. And you're like, God, look at what God is doing in my life. Everything is just flowing. I remember and I recall a time when 
I really was looking for work. And I came across, uh, I was coming from this government building and I came across uh, this sign uh, and it, it was um, Faith Theological Seminary. And I recall like, oh, I'm going to call there. I was just driving by and I was like, I'm going to call there and um, see if they have any openings for me to teach um, biblical studies. And I called there. And I, I just felt like the Lord just led me right to this job because when I called, it was a smooth transition. The interview was smooth. I actually got the job, um, really high position there, and it was a true blessing. So, I mean, just when God do it, it's smooth and it operates smoothly and it just flows. So a great example is just blessings. When God bless you, it is exciting. It's amazing. It's so good that you have to tell someone about the testimony. That's where testimony come from. When God blesses you and it's an abundance of blessings, even if it's the smallest blessing, you have to tell someone. That's because uh, when he do something, he do it. He do it amazingly and he do it with so much love and so much care for his children. You see, this is the way God moves. So this is what my dad was talking about, um, you know, is that, Life may be different from the way he moves in minds. And and that's because, you know, and yeah, he can move differently in my life and he moves differently in your life, but we still serve the same God and God is not hard. He's not difficult. So that's one thing that you know when it's God, because it's not going to be hard and it's not going to be difficult. It may seem like that in the beginning because we don't know all that it entails. But when he is with you, he is with you. It says, if God be before me, who could be against me? I stand firm on that because he's with you. All right. So, <clears throat> again, when you go through something and, and when you know that it's God, God want to take you, take your levels of faith to, he want to take your faith to the next level. So, um, so I may not be as strong as you are in certain areas and you may not be as strong as I am in certain areas, but that's when God comes, he shows up and he takes you to the next level and your faith to the next level. So I, um, I am, however, um, our Lord God knows exactly where we both are. And, you know, he knows where you at individually and he knows where you at, uh, when you around other people, he know exactly where your faith level is at. All right. So if you don't believe, if you don't believe me, just read about it. Read the word and you'll see. Because the word says without faith, it is impossible to please God and to please him. And that is in Hebrews eleven six. So you have to have faith. You have to put your faith out there and your trust in him. To know when is God is to know his voice. You first have to believe that he exists. So you first got to know and believe that he do exist. All right. That he sees you and that he knows what you need. He knows exactly what you need when you need it. That's why I love him. Because that's why I trust him. Because he knows exactly what Deb need when I need it. All right. Then you have to invite God in. 
So you have to invite God in. When you want to know it's God, you got to invite him in. You can't be like, you know, praying to him and then you don't invite him into your life. You don't invite him into your space. You don't let him know what's going on with you. You don't have conversations with him. You don't pray. You don't worship him. So you got to let him into your space. All right. When he pulls on your heart with conviction, that's inviting him in. You invite him in. All right. So when you're full of pain, when you're full of hurt, this is where God do his best work. So just invite him in. Don't fight him. That's the thing. Sometimes we can fight. We can fight the spirit. And and that's called quenching the spirit of God because he wants to do a work in us. He wants us to know him. He wants us to have a personal relationship with him. And sometimes we fight and we say, we don't want that. No, we want what our flesh want. We want to do the way the world do it. But God said, don't fight them because you can't beat them, you know. So he's going to always have something greater. He's going to have something greater than what the enemy could ever offer you. He's going to have something greater than what any man could ever offer you. So don't fight them. All right. And lastly, my last thing is when you know his God, watch how he moves. He is going to move so wonderfully in your life. He is going to bless you. And I want to leave you with this one thing in um, Samuel. In 1 Samuel uh, chapter 3, verse 1 and 10. So I want to leave you with 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1 through 10. All right, so this is Samuel. And he wanted to know, uh, he had heard the voice of the Lord, but he wasn't sure if it was God. So let me read to you. It says, Meanwhile, the boy Samuel was serving the Lord by assisting Eli. Now, in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare and visions were quite uncommon. One night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had just gone to bed. The Lamb of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. Suddenly, the Lord called out, Samuel, Samuel. Yes, Samuel replied. What is it? He jumped up and ran to Eli. Here I am. What do you need? See, he thought Eli was calling him. All right, and then it says, Eli said, I didn't call you, Eli replied. Go on back to bed. So he did. Verse 6. Then the Lord called out again, Samuel. Again, Samuel jumped up and ran to Eli. Here I am, he said. What do you need? I didn't call you, my son, Eli said. Go on back to bed. Verse 7. Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. Verse 8. So now the Lord called a third time. And once more, Samuel jumped up and ran to Eli. Here I am, he said. What do you need? Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. Verse 9. So he said to Samuel, go and lie down again. And if someone calls again, say, yes, Lord. Your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed in verse 10. 
And the Lord came and called, as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, yes, your servant is listening. And I'm leaving you with that because I want you to know that just like Samuel, God wants to call you and he wants you to do something for him. And you got to know when it's his voice. Eli knew that it was God that was calling Samuel, but Samuel not had not yet understood or even knew God's voice but look at that faith he trusted in what Eli was saying and guess what when he went back to bed God called him again and Eli answered I mean and Samuel answered yes here I am your servant so that's all God want to do is just he want you to know that he is with you and he love you and that you just got to know when it's him you answer the call and you answer his voice. So again, I hope you enjoyed this today's podcast. And until next time, see ya.